on this week's episode of Polk and Kush. We're back from Mardi Gras Madness. Zion has decided to join us back here in the Crescent City. Plus, who the heck is going to quarterback the Saints? The big targets are out. Latoya Cantrell, one of the nation's leaders in infrastructure. And oh goodness, the head of education in Louisiana City has something keistered. You're going to want to stick around right here. Polk and Kush. Catch these hands, you about to get shook. The truth is getting split by Poke and Kush. Poke and Kush, Poke and Kush, Poke and Kush, Poke and Kush. About to get served to play to your own ass. It's time for the Poke and Kush podcast. Poke and Kush, Poke and Kush, Come everyone to Poke and Kush. It is Wednesday, March 9th, 2022, and we have ended our hiatus. Mardi Gras break has officially come to a close. Polk and Kush is back on the air. We were suspended for gambling. <laughs> we were using DraftKings to bet on our podcast. We're like, I think we're going to get a thousand views this week. Parlay that with another podcast. That guy's YouTube thing, it's going to get under 300. We lost all of our money, and we got uh, banned for one week. But we're back now. That's Yeah, it was a tough week off. Uh, I texted Polk if he wanted to record last Tuesday night, and the response I got was just LOL. <laughs> you say Tuesday night. It was like Tuesday at like 2 p.m., In the middle of Mardi Gras day. I mean, I got kids. I went to Rex. I was home by 1. I was like completely sober. I was like, it was just a day, you know? I was like, oh, we're going to eat fried chicken, and I'm going to, you know, play in the backyard. I was like, this is just a day for me. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I remember people without kids are, like, completely hammered and walking around the French Quarter like zombies by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So that was a nice reality check of just <laughs> LOL. I was like, yeah, that was that was really dumb, Scott. We could, we could have done the episode on Fat Tuesday. Yeah, that would have been a really unique episode. Well, if you don't know, like I'm the producer, I, I put the show together, <laughs> sure, too. Yes. Lord knows <laughs> the order. I probably would have put like the monster effect on our voices. Just cut it in with like a Dave Matthews album. It would have been it would have been a fun one. Yeah, it would have been great to see whatever date you put in and the description. <laughs> just, you know, wingding. It's just, uh, you know, chunk. Hey, you guys, <laughs> this is the episode. Uh, it was a, a really nice Mardi Gras. I felt like uh, it was one for New Orleans. You know, it didn't feel like it was overrun by tourists at all. It felt like the weather was legitimately ideal uh, for the entirety of the week, which never happens. Right. Uh, and it just felt very celebratory. It was nice to have it back. At this point now, we're talking a week old, but... I thought it was just a really nice thing to have. It, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I got my Mardi Gras steps in. I went all over the place. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of stuff. It felt like I did exactly enough. It yeah. felt like it was exactly normal enough. It didn't seem like anything too crazy happened. I'm sure it did. We just didn't hear about <laughs> exactly, it. Yes. And, uh, you know, it, it was it was good to be back. Yeah. I uh, you know, it's one of those uh, when I was in my 20s, especially, I would like such a marathon you felt like you had to get to every parade right. and get to everything and be as drunk as humanly possible every single time that you went anywhere and now it's like 
I'll go to the day parade and I'll go yeah. to one and then and then I'm good. You know, <laughs> like oh, it's why I walked back from the French Quarter all the way back uptown on Friday, which was great. Uh, you know, it was a nice night. Just walked the whole route, basically. And uh, and, you know, whatever was still going on, like crude tots still going on. Mm-hmm. Like I basically only saw Hermes. I was like, that's fine. I'm going to go. Yeah, that's all you <laughs> need. Like, I'm, I'm good. I was like, I don't really need to stay for all of these. I was like, this is very repetitive. So, Yeah, I went to uh, St. Anne, which was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. What always, the, doesn't that really early? It's supposed to, but it's, you know, it's all like train kids. and <laughs> So it's like, yeah, we have a 5 a.m. start time. We'll be there at 10 a.m. <laughs> It's also hard to tell who's in that parade. It's like, is this guy just wearing wings? Does he even know there's something happening today? He's on his way to the bank. He has no idea. He's afloat, technically. It's all a bunch of people dressed like Nick Swartzen from uh, Reno 911. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah, it, it was... It was really nice. It was good to have it back. It's always that interesting combination of like there's a hundred different ways to do Mardi Gras of like completely belligerent mm-hmm. maniac or like I'm surrounded by toddlers. And yeah. like I did both of those things and it was uh, it was great. I mean, there's not very many other places you can do that kind of thing. Yeah, I wasn't around too many toddlers. A lot of babies. Lots of babies. <laughs> lot People love a to lot bring of grown babies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> people also love to bring baby babies like because they're easy, like you can still kind of live like a normal person when you have just one infant. Yeah. And then once they like start moving on their own, then you're like, oh, I'm not going to go to this <laughs> super cool part of Mardi Gras anymore. I'm going to stand at Napoleon <laughs> and watch, you know, one parade. Get go a by. superior margarita and have the time of your life. Yeah, it was great. So well, uh, good. all good. And then. As all that was going on, uh, you know, the All-Star break ends. The Pelicans come out red hot on fire. They win four straight games. Everything looks like it's going great. And then, of course, the Pelicans are ultimately the Pelicans. They gag away a huge lead uh, after coming back. They gag away a huge lead in the last minute uh, against Denver. And then tonight they just get, uh, what's the technical term? Walloped? Yeah, dump trucked. Uh, however you want to say it, just absolutely annihilated. In Memphis, they're down by 30 as we're currently yeah, talking. Willie Hernan Gomez just uh, put some guy uh, on a feeding tube. <laughs> some guy who's number 24 is in the game. I don't even know who that is. He's there. <laughs> you can't dispute it. I don't know who that guy is. Brandon Ingram didn't play tonight because of some sort of soreness. Uh, anyway, yeah, so the Billy's, Pelicans... Billy's getting sent back to his homeland right now. <laughs> Man, they're pulling his green card. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, this is the story of the Pelicans the whole, the whole year, right? Is this kind of just like uh, they're up and they're down. Up they're and up. down, up and down, up and down. Uh, you know, they're what, five and five since the All-Star break? Uh, five and five since. Uh, five and five is a trade, I yeah. think, right? Or maybe this is five and six now. Well, it's not over yet, but that's true. <laughs> we are recording in the future. <laughs> yes. Currently down 29 points. And uh, my mailman is out there yeah. playing. <laughs> yes. Not Carl Malone, unfortunately. The entire FedEx ground crew is uh, <laughs> on the floor at FedEx Forum. The, you know, this has been what this team is. And it's it, every game that you see like this and really every loss, you're like, well, there's one guy who would go a long way toward fixing this thing. And his name is Zion Williamson. And the good news for the Pelicans is he 
is back in town. Or a body double. Yeah, someone who looks and plays exactly like him. It could be like a face-off scenario <laughs> where he's traded faces with Nicolas Cage. We don't know, but... He was dressed very similar to Nicolas Cage's face-off with that turtleneck. I'm, you know, I, d- I don't have the most swag, some would say. Sure. I would say he has zero swag. Yeah, he's uh, not the swag. He kind of dresses like Cousin Eddie from National (laughs) Lampoon. I could see him in that hat. He's the church outfit that got a lot of plays. The turtleneck was rocking. It was like 80 degrees outside that day, too. That was an interesting I've already, look. I've already messed up. They don't, like, people don't say swag anymore. Now they say drip. Yeah, I think they probably don't say that either. If we know what it is, they don't say Yeah, it. it's floozle flazzle now. <laughs> I'm like Larry David trying to come up with, what are you... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever young people are saying, we certainly don't know. He's it. got no he's got no fun dip. <laughs> he's got no fun dip on the stick. Uh, so uh yeah, he went to church. Zion's fashion aside, he's here. He's That's here it. packing his stuff up for the move. <laughs> What is he doing here? He's going to church. There was a picture of him with two dog, like Game of Thrones hounds. Yeah, those are dire wolves. Yes, <laughs> and they're like attacking someone in the photo. Yeah, Zion's eating Ritz bits, <laughs> and these, like... <laughs> these two hell wolves are terrorizing some guy. I, did they figure out where that was? I didn't know where that was. It, I thought it was it... some kind of pet food store. Yeah, it looked like uh, Zeus's place on Ferret. Okay, yeah, it did look like that. I, I adopted that a dog there that. My my ex-girlfriend uh, ran over and killed. Well, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I'm familiar with the place. Uh, Great memories. <laughs> so he's there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% sure that's what it was, but it looked like it. Um, and then it's just like now he's back in the picture. So just the idea of him being on the ground here. I don't know if it has any sort of realistic like implications of whether or not he's going to play, but just the fact that he's back does seem to give a little boost to the concept that like, okay, he wants to be part of this thing, right. he's going to be around, like he's obviously going to be at the facility now. Like it does feel as if uh there is a little bit of positive momentum because when he was marooned in Portland for however long, that was multiple months. Uh, it it felt a little bleak, the idea of him returning. Well, he did return when the team was thousands of miles away. Fair. <laughs> he was like, Denver, that's a little too close. I'm going to skedaddle back to New Orleans. Uh, but yes, uh, all the, you know, there were a million pictures of him that came out. I don't think that was planned or anything. You know, it seemed very organic. Yeah. It was not a photo op. It was not a press opportunity. Yeah. He was just out and people are so excited to see him mm-hmm. the, and you know zion is very polite very nice yes. he's taking all these pictures with people and that's started the talk of zion's back let's talk about when zion gets back to this team yes and uh nights like this and certainly nights like the loss in denver make you realize that like they are gonna need him if they ever want to get to where they want to be the, the, this group of Pelicans, as they currently stand, are good enough to get the number 10 spot, potentially the number 9 spot, which would be a huge accomplishment, quite frankly. But they're not going to do anything better than that. Right. And whether or not Zion sees himself 
as the key that can unlock the next level of this team is really going to determine the future of this franchise in just about every conceivable way. No matter if they were to trade him, no matter what, they would not get equal value. It would take a very, you'd, you'd have to hit on multiple draft picks, all these kinds of things in order to get that to work. If he just buys in and plays, they're going to be good. And I don't know if he feels that way. And that is what I'm interested to find out this week. I'm hoping since he's back, he will talk to the media at some point. But I don't know that to be true. Has there been any speculation of him coming like to the games again, sitting on the bench, hanging out with the players, going to practices? Is that something we can expect to see from him? Or is that like... So much Zion stuff, a huge mystery. Yeah, I actually do think he will be back in that capacity, the same way he was in with December. I don't know. I don't think he's going to take road trips, but I do think he'll be back with the team when they're in New Orleans uh, and be around. And I, I do think that's important. Like being away from a team when you're already kind of isolated to begin with because of an injury and you're already like this you know, super duper star who has a gazillion dollars and you're 21 years old. Like that's a weird situation. And really, I think fan the flames nationally that he's trying to get the hell out. And I'm not saying he's not trying to get the hell out because he very well could. Uh, But the only way he's ever going to want to be a part of this team is to be around them. And that's why it is so important that he's back in town and back around these guys. Now tonight, notwithstanding, you know, a, 40 point drubbing in Memphis they've done enough to kind of inspire some confidence that they're at least on the right track and it could be possible that uh, all of the negative media attention made him you know maybe he wasn't trying to avoid everybody maybe Mm -hmm. he didn't want to look like an asshole maybe he didn't text him for whatever reason you don't text somebody yeah maybe this was the shot in the ass he needs now he just he does need to do one more thing, and that is talk to people. Yes, uh, I'd be very interested to hear what he has to say. I'm also interested, just like generally, like once we get a chance, like when he's around the team and you get to talk to someone like CJ McCollum and you get to talk to someone like Brandon Ingram, like are they or even Jose Alvarado, like someone on that level, like are they going to have positive interaction with Zion right now when you hear about it? And McCollum, I think, is really the one who initially called him out more right. than anyone who's like, look, I haven't even talked to the dude. And that started a, you know, fucking train wreck uh, in the Zion media landscape that, like, he's being completely aloof. I think I'm very interested to hear what his teammates have to say about him. I'm super interested if Zion will actually talk. But it is like, this is the deal, man. You need this guy. Like, we have, if we've learned anything in the last, you know, month with this team it's like they have actually built a pretty good team that's just missing Zion. Yeah, and the 10 or 9 play in position for them with Zion, let's say something crazy happens and Zion comes back this season. There's yeah. enough talent on this team right now, I think, to make anybody that has to play the Pelicans a little weary. Yeah. Like the team Especially might be. Especially like Chris Paul's hurt, you know? Yeah, and they're a roller coaster team. But roller coasters go up, too. <laughs> it's all about timing, right? So I, I, I'm excited to hear from Zion. And until then, I'm going to, you know, this is still everyone else's team. Yeah. And in the meantime, the Pelicans do have something to play for. Very obviously, they are a team that is capable of beating most teams on the schedule most nights. Again, tonight notwithstanding. Um 
there really there is a singular goal, which I think is nice for those of us following the team. It is literally just beat the Lakers. Like if you can beat the Lakers and get that nine spot over the 10, I think it will be a drastically different feeling for this franchise because not only will you face the Lakers in the playoffs, you'll get that game here. And there's a pretty good possibility you would push the Lakers pick into the top 10, which means they would get the pick because it's first round protect because it's uh one to 10 protected. So it's like, it's a huge goal to have sitting out there. And I think that on its own is like enough to be motivating for this team and enough to like generate interest about this team. Right. And, but I don't want to keep moving the goalpost of what will make me satisfied with this season. And a month and a half ago, we were saying if this team could get in the play in, that would be a win for this season. True. So where the Pelicans are currently at, I consider it a win for this season and I am satiated. Anything else that happens on top of that is a cherry on top of the Sunday. So basically, we, just hold off the Spurs and get the. Tip. Hold off the Spurs, get Zion a microphone in his hand. Zion, come on, Polk and Kush. <laughs> yes, open for him. You can help me move the bags of flooring <laughs> in front. Did you see the inflatable pool? When you came in, what is going on out there? There's like a couch with no cushions. There's an there's a deflate now deflated pull up. Zion, there's kind of a pool out front. You can come take a swim. You couldn't swim in Portland. It's too cold there. I'm I sure mean, you can afford a heated pool. I drove down some block today, and there was so much garbage on the street. Dude. I was like, what is going on? And it was all in trash cans, and like just overflowing out of trash cans. Like, this isn't negligence by the actual residents for once. It's like, this is seriously just no one's there's so much trash that people have left over i guess they're like cleaning out their house after mardi gras and stuff and there's just trash everywhere uh so it was nice to come down here and see exactly the same thing yeah well maybe you know zion came down they're building the third floor on top of that house <laughs> yes. maybe he's throwing crap out there too i don't know but Is that zion, a popcorn machine <laughs> zion you're welcome to come on the show we'll accommodate your needs to some degree i have uh sparkling water and jiffy pop that's it it's beautiful if you have security you'll need them you can have an armed guard at the door if you'd stick around after that'd be nice for me too yeah we could always we get zion you uh open invitation to come on polk and kush we could really uh use the boost man that'd be terrifying Wouldn't what if you actually did it's it, like yeah i'll come on and like, ah, fuck. it's like dark and like <laughs> the, no light comes in from behind the doorway just oh shit is that zion uh no man i i just think that he is like this weird enigma that holds the key to this franchise right now. And it's such a weird spot that, like, no one knows what he's thinking. And I think he's going to say all the right things, and yet I'm still going to be like, I don't believe him. Are you talking about Vladimir Putin? <laughs> I zoned out he there says for a none second. of the right things. <laughs> um, no, man, like, I just... It, it, I know what he's going to say. Yeah. Right? He's going to say, I want to be. Aw, shucks. Say, yeah. It's like, I'm, it's I like, plan I'm, on retiring a pal. I know. Yeah, I'm glad you guys asked that. I love New Orleans. What, like, I don't think anybody's going to believe him. Yeah. But I think it'll still be just nice to hear from him. And it's like, he can swing this team in 
such a wildly different direction. If yeah. he plays anywhere at the level that he played his first two years, what, what did he play, 80 total games? He was freaking incredible. This is also his first chance in a very long time to play in an arena where the fans have no cap. Yeah. It can be full capacity. Yep. Everybody can be maskless and screaming and going bananas, and I guarantee they would. Yeah. If he actually it's showed up. sold out oh, immediately. Yeah. If he actually showed up and played, even if it was 15 minutes, the place would rock, and it would be... And that's what I'm it'd saying. It'd be like, huge. It'd be for huge. everybody on the team. And that's what the only other reason that I'm talking about. Like, I think it's important for this team to try to go get that knot. Well, I agree with you. Like, I would not call a season a failure by any stretch if they were to end up at 10. But them getting the nine and getting a chance to play at home, I think, would show that this market is viable. Right. Absolutely. And gives a crap. And it'd be something for people to grab onto. Even right now, like they played a great game against Utah Friday night. Uh, and they had a decent crowd there, and it was fun and whatever. But like something like that, people watching national TV, LeBron James and Anthony Davis here for a one-game playoff, like that has the makings of like, you know, keg of dynamite kind of stuff. Like Absolutely. that's the, that's the sort of boost that this city needs to really embrace this team because I think that would actually pull people into like real passion toward this group. Uh, and, you know, nights like losing, blowing that game against Denver and then obviously getting, uh, you know, hammered tonight, that doesn't help uh, things. But I think they're a game and a half behind the Lakers as of now. Not super expected to win either of these games. No. Uh, both tough road games, obviously, and two games against the Lakers left. So you really just have to stay within two and take care of business in those two games. And anything can happen. So... I've actually been uh, I've enjoyed watching since CJ McCollum came on board. It's disappointing when Brandon Ingram doesn't play. This team is very bad when Brandon Ingram doesn't play. I think they're two and fifteen now when he doesn't play twenty five minutes. So it's uh, not great. So anyway, uh, a lot of things happening with the Pels. We're going to be on top of it, of course, moving forward. Uh, a lot of NFL stuff happened uh, as well in the last 24 hours. So we'll get into a whole bunch of that. What does it mean for the Saints? Plus, we've got a whole lot of local news. We've got your segments. So stick around. We'll be right back. You know it, you love it, Ale on Oak. Uptown's finest patio, 30-plus beers on tap, a full menu, a full staff, spacious patio. They've, I don't know if it's cold right now. They have heaters. If it's hot right now, they have fans. <laughs> they have a gorgeous patio. It's in Uptown. It's right off the streetcar. Go there with a date. Go there with your friends. And the best part about it, beyond everything I've just said, they have local sports. Pelicans, Tulane, UNO, LSU, Louisiana Tech, Lafayette, ULM, Grambling State, Louisiana <laughs> College, Millsaps, Southeastern. Southern. Southern. <laughs> I think that's it. If you want to watch the Southland Conference Tournament, you're going to want to go to Ale on Oak. Uh, it is the best place to have dinner, to have drinks, to have a lovely time with everyone you know. Uh, Pat and the guys put on a uh, a fantastic experience. You are going to want to have your next outing at Ale 
on Oak. Of course, what we have coming up, March Madness. You are going to have your gambling app in one hand. Yes, sir. You're going to have a beer in one hand. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a hamburger in your other hand. And then you are going to have three hands. (laughs) Yeah, well, anything can happen at Ale on Oak. And then you're going to have your eyes glued to every television they have with all of the games on. That's where you're going to want to be. And this is date night. Too. This is date night. Exactly. You don't have to talk or think or even look at the person you're with. And she's like, what do you do? And you're like, securing our future, <laughs> yes. winning money. I have a 16 game parlay for all of the games that's going on today. Uh, so conference tournaments this weekend. NCAA tournament starts the next weekend. Of course, then uh, the road to the final four, which ends here in New Orleans. You are going to want to go to ale on Oak, everybody. All right. That is a sponsor. Did I say Millsaps? I think I meant Centenary. You did say Millsaps. I meant Centenary. Yeah, close. They're both weird Christian schools. (laughs) I don't know anyone who went to Centenary. Robert Parrish. Still, uh, you know, speaking of weirdo Christians, quarterbacks for the Saints. (laughs) So... The hope is gone for the big superstars. Rodgers, he's staying in Green Bay until he's 42 for the most money ever. What They said it was a four-year deal? I thought they said it was a four-year deal. $50 million a year? It's the most money ever. Holy crap. And uh, our other hope, uh, Russell Wilson, he is going to Denver yeah. um, to observe Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> see what he can learn from him. I suppose Latoya's dancing did not <laughs> entice <laughs> Mr. Wilson. Who as is much the as mayor of Denver? Yeah, not somebody who obviously doesn't suck. Uh, are we supposed to know who the mayor of Denver is? No, I was trying to think of some something funny to say. <laughs> is it Troy Parker? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean this is the uh, that's the two big. Meatballs that were out there uh, were Rodgers and Wilson and the Saints. I think if Sean Payton was still there, they might have been more willing to take a shot uh, at either of them. Now, Rodgers, it doesn't seem like he was really all that interested in going that many places. Uh, Russell Wilson has to sign off on the trade, but it sounds like he is going to. And so I don't know how hard the Saints really went, but now the well is relatively dry. Uh, there's not a lot of proven guys out there. I think the most proven that's on the market. And keep in mind, the Saints right now, as of today, have no quarterback. None. Correct. Taysom Hill is not a starting quarterback. That has been come, that has come out and been reported like the Saints don't even see him as a starting quarterback. So that's not an option. Uh, Jameis is a free agent. So they have no quarterback as of right now. So you're looking at the aforementioned Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, who's uh, brutally injured currently. Yeah, I think he's having surgery as we speak. Uh, so that Jordan Love. Yeah, Jordan Love, I guess they could trade for him. Mitchell for, Trubisky. Yeah. So you're looking at the, uh, you know, it's the, the night after buffet. You I know, don't like, Truby. He was in the same division as Rodgers and got to the playoffs twice. That is true. So can you argue with that? <laughs> Uh, he won the Nickelodeon MVP for that playoff <laughs> game uh, um, that was here. Uh, dude, I, I there's just not much there. It 
doesn't feel like that. We're the Saints pick at what eighteen? Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine there's going to be a great quarterback. Like I think I read Cody Pickett from Pitt. They're talking about him, but like this is just a this is probably like exactly the reason Sean Payton left. Right? It's like none of these are good options. None of these. You're going to have to over by just the the logic of what free agency is. You're going to have to overpay somebody to get it. And no matter which one of those guys that you overpay, they're not very good. So what are you really looking at here? You're looking at a team that's got still some weapons, but is going to be mediocre at best at quarterback and will have to spend too much in order to get them. Well, I think everybody in New Orleans right now is uh, kind of going back and going, yeah, but remember that uh, Packers game with Jameis? You know, I think there is New Orleans' best hope right now is that Jameis comes back, and if he actually has some people around him, he can show the potential that flashed a few times last season. Uh, he's been in the system for this would be a third season. Sure. He's familiar with his surroundings, and he could actually have Michael Thomas. That's a yep. uh, shade better than Taysom Mark. Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Wes Callaway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. I understand. I feel like there's some revisionist history around Jameis because the record was good when he was playing. The Saints were playing those games like they were the 85 Bears. Like they were never throwing the ball. They were trying to win everything with defense. They did have a really nice game against uh, Green Bay, like you said. For the most part, those games were pretty much a slog offensively. There wasn't a whole lot going on uh, as far as throwing the ball. You know, they tried to, they fed the training wheels on Jameis to try desperately to have him not turn the ball over. I don't think they're going to be good enough defensively to do that again next year. So then you're going back to the other Jameis. That's the one that threw 30 interceptions. I don't know which one is real between last year's that was really conservative or two years ago that was, you know, throwing the ball over the damn place. So it's very hard to say what Jameis means, but I do think Saints fans right now prefer Jameis to anybody. I think so, too, and I think if they could repeat last season, for the most part, Saintsdom would be okay with it. What would the, the finish, 9 and 8? Yeah. No. 8 and 9. 8 and 9. Yeah. Yeah. Squeaked out of the playoffs. If you could squeak into it with the same slog through strategy and you have a quarterback and maybe there's a better quarterback in the draft next season, it would be a little hopeful. Yeah. Right now it's just so up in the air that it's kind of, uh, it's just so tenuous. You, you, people are looking at the bright spot because that's all we have right now. Yeah. Michael Thomas. Is going to come back. Uh huh. I broke Kamara out of jail when I was in Vegas <laughs> this weekend. He came back with me. I mean, they really do feel a little directionless right now. Mm-hmm. Like they kept Sean Payton's staff, so that's not really fresh blood. They're going to have to get a quarterback who is at least, if nothing else, a retread. You know, like I just can't imagine anybody that they draft. They're going to start. So they'll be getting some level of retread, somebody who other teams have given up on or, you know, it's they're in this weird limbo period where they're they've got talent and really the the remains of talent kind of are there. We'll see what happens with Marcus Williams and see what happens with some of those guys. But 
it, it really feels a little bleak uh, around them. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's a little bleak. Um, Jimmy G, I, I would say, is maybe the, the top runner, at least rumor-wise. Yeah, he's also, like, won a bunch of playoff games. Yeah. Which is weird because everyone thinks he sucks. But when he's been healthy, the 49ers were good. And he's uh, good-looking. He's definitely he would he would immediately be the best looking person in this city, <laughs> unquestionably. He was dog meat in uh, Boston and in San Francisco, and here easily number one. Oh yeah, it would up the ratings for sure. Is <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I I I think I actually he was in a Super Bowl three seasons yeah, ago. Yeah, he's one of those guys that like. I think he's – I don't watch the 49ers play enough to think that he sucks. Like, everybody talks about how bad he is. I'm like, I don't know. They win. He always looks good when he plays against yeah. the Saints. <laughs> like, he looks fine in those games. Like, he seems pretty good. Like, I'm not saying he's great, but, yeah. like, he seems a lot better than Jameis to me. But that's because I watch Jameis play more often. I see – I've seen the flaws uh, more intimately, especially when he was, you know, in Tampa and in the division. Um but, yeah, th- they're in a weird spot, man. There's just no way around it. I found it to be incredibly bizarre. They raised season ticket prices. I mean, what the hell? It's uh, it's just inflation. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is that, I mean that, there can't be any other reason. Do you think? I mean, Gail's got to keep the lights on. <laughs> yeah, yeah she makes pop- it through. Popcorn has gotten 20% more expensive in the last three months. Uh, they're still paying for the renovate, like the roof caught on fire. That's they're true. still paying for that. Well, um, you would think not, uh, saving like $9 million on your coach would be nice. You would think so, but the price <laughs> of Michelob Ultra has gone up as well. <laughs> I guess I just couldn't believe it. They were like, yeah, they raised prices. Like, what do you mean they raised prices? Like they raise season tickets. Like this is the least anticipated season in seventeen years. Like you're gonna raise ticket prices. They did, and I guess they just are, they just think we're all addicted, which they might be right. They might be right. You know, it's like who's who's gonna stop them? What yeah. are you, what are you gonna do? Yeah, McDonald's could raise their prices a penny every day uh-huh. on everything forever, and yeah. eventually you just get used to it. That's what the cable company does. Yeah, I my uh, internet bill has gone from like creepily gone from like eighty six to one hundred one randomly over the last like sixteen months. I was like, I don't know when that happened. I don't, I don't really understand what like happened. Getting there. those pay per view movies. Yeah, yes, I guess. Are the kids just ordering Toy Story <laughs> over and over again? <laughs> Man. But that I'm sure when you call scene. Cox to ask them about your bill, somebody friendly answers. Uh-huh. They answer yes. quickly. Very you can quickly. understand what they're saying. Yeah. It doesn't sound like there's chickens in the background <laughs> and people screaming. It was great. I called Cox the other day because the internet went out. And they. I talked to the guy, and he's like, you have a really bad signal at your house. Like, that's the problem. He's like, the signal's bad. He's bullshit. Like, he's like, we'll send someone out. And I was like, they all sent people out before. I was like, nobody ever seen anything. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to say supervisor level. I'm going to send him out on a Saturday. He's like, we're going to get this taken care of. I was like, great, man. Guy comes out. Couldn't have been nicer. Stands out there for 15 seconds. Goes, the signal's fine. I was yeah. like, cool. <laughs> so this guy was just making it up. He's like, he literally has no idea what he's talking about. I was like, cool. I'm glad to know that this is the service that I pay $100 a month for. The internet signal? Like, it's <laughs> like it was an antenna. 
I was like, what is going on? He's like, the signal's terrible. The in coming in and going out, the signal's really bad. I was like, all right. He's like, we'll we'll get someone to fix it. They the always guy- try and sell you the new motor. He was hoping that guy that he sent out there, because they did that with me whenever they busted me for downloading, you know, oh, yeah. illegal Pelicans games. <laughs> They were like, well, you could avoid this problem by buying our expensive modem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, as it stands, uh, the Saints are essentially the same as a cable monopoly. So that's where we stand as things uh, head into, I guess, you know, free agency's pretty soon. Draft definitely draft is what, about a month away. We'll have a lot of breakdowns of draft prospects. We'll, Polk and I will have a mock draft Seven round mock draft oh, on this podcast. No. Yeah. Every week. Can we have fictional characters? <laughs> We're going to do all 32 teams, all seven rounds. Fictional characters Lola Bunny, Rudy, Guy Fieri. That would be fun. We could do that. Could you imagine anyone listening to a mock draft that we did? I think maybe if somebody had to drive. <laughs> You know, through the desert and their radio was broken. <laughs> Spotify went down today. What if somebody got like the episode had downloaded and they couldn't use, they couldn't listen to anything else until they got through it? Oh, wouldn't that be great? Man, that'd be brutal. Like when your tape used to get stuck in the tape deck yeah. in your car. Oh, man. Uh, all right. We will uh, pivot a little bit to some local roundup. It is filled with juicy jazz, squalling trumpets, and tiny little crawdads. You put pass in a swamp, and that's Nolans in a nutshell, baby. <laughs> you know, some people, I would say that they tweet uh, too much, or they might tweet and then not look at the replies. Because sometimes people tweet something, and everybody replies and goes, hey, F you, buddy. <laughs> One of those uh, such people is at Mayor Cantrell, uh, yes. also known as Latoya Cantrell. Uh, yesterday, she tweeted during the U.S. Mayor's United States Conference of Mayors winter leadership meeting. I was appointed co-chair of the Infrastructure Law Implementation Task Force for the Conference of Mayors alongside Jim Rose of Arlington, Texas. And then she put two emojis that a mentally (laughs) slow child would use to express what other people would use words for. She put the 100 that you might see like emblazoned on a T-shirt at a gas station. And then an explosion reminiscent of the explosion that brought down the Hard Rock Hotel. She probably meant it in some other way. <laughs> it also kind of looks like muzzle flare yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, also, uh, and you can, if you listen closely enough, you can hear like the uh, a boom that went throughout the whole city. Oh, they the still mysterious. Don't know but there's been several more since then. Yeah. <laughs> I also cracked the case on that, and I'm sure the feds are hunting me down. Anyway, uh, infrastructure law implementation task force. This is nonsense. Of of course. The word infrastructure tied to the mayor of New Orleans is really something. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised she I would think that you would go to the conference of mayors. You know like when the police try and trap people for unpaid parking tickets and they'll be like, "Hey, you want a boat? Yes. Just come yeah. on down to the convention center and get your boat." <laughs> and then you walk in and they arrest you. 
This is what I think the mayor conference should have done with Latoya. They'd be like, hey, we're going to give you an award for infrastructure. Just come on down to the courthouse. And then as soon as she dances in, they arrest her. That didn't happen. This is a real thing. She's on the committee with this guy from Arlington, Texas. How hard does this guy laugh at anything she has to say? Be like, you know what I think about infrastructure? The guy's like, yeah? Oh, really? You think? Oh, that's a good idea, Latoya. Let's look at your infrastructure and see what kind of example that you're doing. I I had a run-in with infrastructure uh, Sunday evening. My plane landed around uh, 10 p.m., and it took me about an hour and a half to escape the airport. Oh, my God. There is no access to the interstate from our airport. Yeah. That was uh afterthought. I think most airports do. Uh, yes. Yes. Have, Especially those that have been built in the, you know, 21st century, at least. <laughs> I'm sure the airport in Simsboro might not <laughs> have one when Randy Quaid lands his copter from Independence Day. I mean... What else can you say about the infrastructure in New Orleans? This is, I mean, this is like putting O.J. Simpson on the <laughs> training staff at Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is like incredible. They're like, of all the committees that we could put this annoying lady on, Let's put her on infrastructure. It's let's almost put, a joke, Let's right? put Jeremy Shockey as the president of the NAACP. <laughs> That's what this is. I mean, the, it really, like, it had to just been a sick joke. Like, somebody must have really just wanted to rib the mayor, the whoever this guy from Arlington, <laughs> Texas is, be like, oh, yeah, you get to sit in a committee with this fucking lady yeah. from New Orleans who has no, knows nothing about infrastructure. Her entire city is falling apart. Uh, and so I, Can you hear the sirens right now? That's the soundtrack of New Orleans. The jazz and gumbo <laughs> and endless sirens on a Tuesday night. Uh, just an incredible feat by the mayor. Although I think Mitch Lander was like the president of the mayor's council. So I don't really take the mayor's council all that seriously. No. But that's, I mean, that's pretty clownish. Uh not too much else going on in the city. Former president, you don't even have to say that. <laughs> Donald Trump is going to be here Friday. Former president slash game show host <laughs> slash pro wrestler. He has a grill. He has like a, the George Foreman grill named after him. Uh, he's going to be here. That guy that went on Howard Stern and, you know. Talked about how much sex he used to have. <laughs> I think he was also the president at some point. Yeah, he was the president. I he, remember that. He's going to be here on Friday, and I don't like it, and not for political reasons. But I feel I don't want any for I don't want any presidents near me yeah. during more time. Like get <laughs> out of the blast zone. <laughs> Send him to the middle. Go to Kansas, dude. Don't yeah. go to anything near an ocean. Please don't. Now, I don't know how it works for former presidents. Obviously, uh, current presidents, when they come visit, it is a traffic nightmare. It's like shut down the whole interstate. There's a giant, you know, like it is a, you know, the huge police presence outside of wherever he is. I can't imagine it's I imagine there's got to be some fanfare, but probably not to the same extent. Like where do you know where in the city this thing is? Let me I see, think I'm it's looking at the Four Seasons. Um, this goddamn the WWL website on my phone 
is going to give me an aneurysm because the sidebar covers half the fucking article. Have you gone horizontal? I can do that, but then I'm like, you can't see anything. Um, where the hell is he going to be? I thought it was at the Four Seasons. He's going to be at walk-ons at the Clearview Mall. (laughs) He's going to the driving range at City Park. I can't find it. Let's just say it's going to be at the Four Seasons. Either way, yeah. I just wonder if it's going to be as big of a disaster. I mean... Now that he's not the president anymore, like people aren't going to be like out there protesting and stuff, right? Like maybe cares. the trucker convoy will come there. <laughs> oh God, be, we could use the business. <laughs> they got to eat somewhere. Can we get the trucker convoy to show up, fill their trucks with garbage, and then take it up to Canada? <laughs> take New Orleans garbage to Canada. Maybe they can go to that tire pile and fill up <laughs> what they need. Uh, <laughs> Kellyanne Conway is going to be there. Um, She's in town filming the new Tales from the Crypt. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Nikki Haley, God, Clay Higgins is going to be there. What a goddamn buffoon that guy is. Yeah, if you ever just, like, put a bandolier on a baked potato, (laughs) put a Bud Light cowboy hat on it. He's tweeting stuff like, maybe if Russia wasn't so uh, genderqueer about their... (laughs) That was it was nuts. Yeah. It was just nuts. It was like, this is a Mad Lib of just garbage that's coming out of your mouth. Like, this is an actual war. Clay, Clay Higgins is the, there was always a character on Beavis and Butthead that was mad at Beavis and Butthead. That's Clay Higgins. Yes. Yes. He's Hank Hill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's going to be there. So, you know. Put on your let's go Brandon hats and head yeah. on down to the Should four seasons. Should be a seasons. real fun, lighthearted crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God the mask mandate's over. <laughs> the, but the second line's going to be sweet. <laughs> well, there uh, it's going to be smaller now. Oh, the yes? city is trying to enforce smaller second lines. That that's important. That's what we need. God damn these news <laughs> websites! I'm not going to download your app. Um, yeah, so New Orleans officials told this lady that if she didn't shrink the size of Sunday's VIP Ladies and Kids Club second line, her group would face fines. The only people, this, I'm sure this, who gives a fuck how big a second line is? Yeah, it I don't. You can't drive down the streets anyway. It doesn't matter if there's <laughs> 500 people having fun out there. Uh, she said it wasn't a pleasant experience. We had people purchase attire floats and trolleys. That money's not refundable. And by the time the second line strolled from magazine to Rochablave Sunday afternoon, her long-awaited second line was less than half its usual size. I didn't know that these they were even trying to regulate the size of second lines. I don't know how you can like they're, they're not a it's not a parade. It's just a group of people walking. Like how can you as the group determine who is walking with you? Like you're you're not in charge of that. Like some random person just like hops on the back and has like sixty five Bud Lights. Like, is, is that your responsibility? I guess you have to shoo them away. Yeah, be like, you gotta get out of here, yeah. man. Like we're at the capacity. Like, I don't under. And I get like they close the streets or whatever. And like I'm sure it's a police presence issue, which you know everything is. But it just seems really arbitrary to think that you could actually. I don't understand like how the group is supposed to be able to regulate the size, the amount of people walking with them. It's a publicly notified thing. 
People aren't standing on the sides and watching you go by. They walk with you. And this is such a New Orleans thing. This is yes. a cultural thing. This is a citywide thing that affects every group of people that revel and have fun. And yeah. it's a big reason that people love this city. So, of course, the city is cracking down. L- Latoya Cantrell's office is forcing other social aid clubs to eliminate second-line floats and other elements as well. As city leaders crack down on existing rules, this is the worst quote ever said by a city hall spokesperson. The NOPD is simply enforcing the laws that are already in place. <laughs> I have an idea. There's one law they haven't tried to enforce mm-hmm. yet. Uh, carjacking. Carjacking. They should probably try to enforce that rule. Murder. Murder would be assault, good. Assault. <laughs> armed robbery. Having a license plate. This is, I mean, I can think this of This is a very pro-dancing <laughs> mayor, too. She's only dancing. This is, I mean, of all the laws that you could choose to enforce, we're picking, we're picking probably the one that people disagree with the most. If you were to have an approval rating of all the various laws that aren't being enforced, I would say murder and carjacking. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, we should probably focus on those uh, maybe before length of second lines. They're solely doing this because this is a public-facing organization that will have to pay the fines. Yes. They will have to comply. Yes. They're not going to put up that much trouble, and the city thinks nothing can be done about it. They don't want to pull over people for crimes because they're scared of altercations. Mm-hmm. They're scared of having to do their job, and they're scared of making the city a better place for actual law-abiding citizens like these second-line people. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was well said. I got nothing. All right. Well, it's time for my favorite part of every single week on this here program, ladies and gentlemen. The worst! What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumb. The worst. All right, I got one from uh, back home. This is from the Lincoln Parish Journal. Cat found in tree, rescued by fire department. No, that's normally a story. <laughs> that's normally the headline there. Can you believe this stupid cat? <laughs> Newspapers stolen from driveway. Breaking school board president arrested. Uh-huh. Lincoln Parish School Board President Dr. David Galat, 72, of Simsboro, was arrested on charges of obscenity and possession of drugs and drug paraphernalia at 1.45 p.m. on Friday at uh, where, like, Walmart and stuff is. A Ruston police officer received a complaint that someone was naked in the parking lot of the (laughs) Graham Shopping Center performing a lewd act. When the police arrived, Galat attempted to drive away but was blocked. The officer contacted Galat and observed he was shirtless but wearing a small pair of shorts. The officer then spoke with the complainant who was parked next door. He said the suspect made a few laps through the parking lot and then pulled up to him. The complainant said Galat then just sat there. So the complainant rolled down his window and asked, can I help you? The complainant said Gulat said, yeah, I think you can help me. (laughs) 
The complainant said he saw Galat performing a lewd act and that he offered to either get into the complainant's truck or Galat's vehicle. The complainant then started to video Galat with his phone and stalled him until the police arrived. When arrested, Galat said he wasn't doing anything except changing clothes. A search was conducted before securing the suspect in the police vehicle. Inside his shorts, an officer found a clear plastic storage bag containing suspected methamphetamine. Oh, baby. Galat was transported to the Lincoln Parish Detention Center and run through a body scanner prior to booking. The scanner revealed an object that remembered a glass smoking pipe inside of his ass. Jesus Christ. The officer advised Galat to... Retrieve the item, <laughs> which he did. There was suspected meth residue inside. Galat, who serves as president of the Lincoln Parish School Board, Ooh. is a prior dean of Louisiana Tech's College of Education. <laughs> he is also a member of Temple Baptist Church. And he was, uh, I think he was like Louisiana Tech's person of the year in 2008. Oh, my God. You think he just recently fell off the deep end or he's been doing this for years and everyone just kind of like, oh, yeah, there he's such a nice guy for 23 hours a day. But then this one time every now and again, he just likes to go jerk off in parking lots with things up his butt. That doesn't make you a bad person, but <laughs> it certainly makes you not the t- person of the year. <laughs> Runner-up, maybe. <laughs> he was man of the yeah. He was man of the year in two thousand eight by Louisiana Tech. Go dogs! <laughs> I'm glad Tulane swept. Yeah, Jesus. Now I know people that know this guy and uh, have said uh, unfavorable things regarding him. Oh my. god. God, that is insane. mostly that uh, he hoards all the drugs. <laughs> he bo- he bogarts them. Yeah, that's what they would say. He, he's, he's really cracking down on meth at the His campus. His pipe smells funny. <laughs> <laughs> so you think? So I guess he keistered a pipe whilst the cops were on their way to him. I would think so. <laughs> you didn't just walk around with that normally. Maybe it's part of the. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe he's milking the prostate, as they say. This is like outside of like a Tuesday morning. So there's just a bunch of like fat moms with cranberry scented candles. This guy just in like little short shorts, uh, stroking it with a pipe up his butt. What in the world? He's pretty old. I think he's like seven. He's 72. Yeah, well, you only live once. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're, never too, you're never too old Live like you were dying That's what Tim McGraw once told me once And I think Mr. Goulart has uh, taken that to heart I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right Well, We'll hear about it in the lawsuit <laughs> He'll call, he'll call us <laughs> we, we're Next week's episode we have two guests Which is Zion and this guy <laughs> He's going to revoke my diploma <laughs> Dude that is uh a wild that had to be like the talk of the town in Rustin. Oh yeah. Between that and the second Waffle House opening, it's been a real banner week. Uh the homeschool alumni letter uh, sent you that one. Um, uh on uh, on that note, we will wrap up here. Uh thank you so very much for listening to Polk and Kush. Please, for the love of God. Rate us and subscribe 
and leave a review that says how awesome and tall and handsome we are. We could use it. Uh, thank you very much to Alon Oak. We appreciate the sponsorship. And thank you to each and every one of you for listening and sharing and telling your friends. We will be back next week right here. Pull. And push. See ya.